This is episode 73 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about PAX Prime, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Saints Row 4. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. And uh, Mitt. <laughs> yeah, Mitch. So I'm just I'm just reading it how you spelled it, man. <laughs> and Bernie Sekarskorn. Okay, so this is episode <laughs> of the Gamer Sushi the Show. The triumphant return. I haven't looked at what episode it is. It, I never this is know. episode 73. 73. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's starting about like all of our other episodes. Um, welcome back, guys. It's like we've never been gone. No, we've been gone for a little while. <laughs> gone. So much has happened since then. Eddie and I have laid eyes on each other since then. And In another physical thing. form. Mm-hmm. Dicks, guys. They're talking about dicks. Are we? Well, we are now. They have eyes on their dicks? It didn't take very long to get to that, did it? So nope. <laughs> Right back where we picked. See, it's like it never Usually left. Usually it's Jeff, though. Usually Jeff is the one who drops it. It's like riding a bike. Or another thing. Um, so, anyway, this is episode 73 of the Gamer Sushi Show. We have been off for the summer. Um, but post-Labor Day, probably time to get back in the swing of things. Um, I've enjoyed the break. I have too, because I don't it's, like you guys that much. Yeah, it's because, we, sick of hearing it's you because guys we grow week. to hate each other with a passion. Yeah. You know. And then we step away for a little while, and then step away. the emails even got a little bit less. They've been picking up recently, so it's like I think it's time. And then we get the itch again to talk about some games. I usually just rub some cream on that. Yeah, it goes away. It clears up six to eight weeks. That's a while. That's a long time to wait. I know the cream isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> just get some prescriptions for that. So it's, it's actually just cream cheese that I do. <laughs> well, that'll explain a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, you First only, you only so many more questions, actually. <laughs> Man, all right. So welcome back. So welcome yeah. back. We're Bringing talking about the weird. that. Um, yeah, so gaming news. There's been a lot since we've been off. Um, but I As guess... No, well, there's been there's yes. been a lot of uh, next gen kind of stuff. Um, GTA Five stuff has been kind of ramping up. I like they're, that Rockstar kind of just does whatever they want. Yeah, they can just do that. They're, yeah, they're, like they don't really. It's not really part of like the regular news cycle. Rockstar's just like, oh, we're gonna give you some stuff, and the game's coming out in two months. I'm honestly waiting for them to just pull a Radiohead and be like, Grand Theft Auto Five releases today. Pay what you want. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But if anybody could do it, it would be them. Yeah, like they really don't give a crap. <laughs> the thing is, though, with gamers, it doesn't work the same as with music, where people are like, I love radio, and I'm going to pay $12, and gamers will be like, $1. <laughs> They're not the same. Free 99 Well, you know, it, it, it'd be like the humble bundle of one game. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. the average payment would be like $2 because... People wouldn't do it because they think it'd be all my tra- microtransactions. Yeah. I've never bought a Humble Bundle. Really? Does okay, that make so you a bad person? No, no, it doesn't make you a bad person. I bought a couple. I've, I bought um, the EA Origin Humble Bundle, which is like the big deal one just recently. And I, I bought like one of their weekly bundles and like one or two others. They, they've also done like Humble ebook bundles that I've bought both times. They did that. And they have one right now that's a humble comedy bundle. So it's like comedy specials from like Louis C.K. and, and a couple other people. Um, oh, nice. 
the the I mean the crazy thing about that EA Origin one, um, it was like record-setting sales, uh, like ten million dollars, and all the money went to charity. But it's funny. I, I read an, an article on on a Penny Arcade Report report earlier, where he was pointing oh, out so like so we read the same article. Yeah, <laughs> where like a, a a guy was was he said. I paid $5 for the bundle just because I wanted to get Dead Space 3, which, honestly, that's, that's the main reason I bought it, too. You know, like, that, I wanted to get that, but there were a couple other things uh, that I was totally up for playing. And, and this, this guy's like, yeah, I paid $5, and, and they, uh, they took out some functionality in Dead Space 3, and I, I feel like I've been scammed. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, where's that troll page you sent me? Yeah. Well, no, I mean that's the, that's the funny thing is like like there was so much around that that EA Origin bundle is just like oh they're just trying to get on our good sides and oh you know like people were bitching about what is yeah. what is a great deal from a company that you know wants well, to make it's money for charity. Yeah, like all of the money went to charity. Yeah, I mean EA. So is, they can't even be good guy EA without yeah. like people be like, well. Yeah, it's like they just look at the source and they make all their judgments yeah. based on that, and it it like people have it in for EA no matter what. Yeah, and, and I mean they even included Steam keys, man, for for the games you can get on Steam Steam keys. That's and that's really incredible that they did that. So people oh, are people are dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for like five or six of like good guy I think, EA. Dead Space One and and they even like had the, the Mac Edge. launch of SimCity go off without a hitch. So I don't see why everyone's. Go- oh wait, no, that didn't. Happen. <laughs> Can we just not talk about SimCity anymore? I'm still pretty bitter I'm sorry. about SimCity. I'm yeah. super. Like, yeah, when I'm super when they when it. they announced that Origins you know refund uh, program, like if you buy a game within 24 hours, you can get you maybe can get a refund yeah. if it's an EA game. The first thing I did was click, and it said, "Oh, this only applies to new games." Now, well, fuck you, and I like yeah, closed the, the first window. First thing I, I I did when I read about the uh, refund too is I went and looked up for SimCity. Like, can I please return this? Like, if you have under a certain amount of time played in the game, they should just let you give it back. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I that, like don't that, know that, why, why we haven't gotten to a place where we can trade yeah. digital games. Because it's just a license, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just transferring, you can just transfer a license from one person to another. So I don't know why we're not at a point where we can like sell back the license to a game. Well, so, you know, I, I don't know how it works because I've never managed to get anything from Green Man Gaming that I could trade in. But they have a trade-in system. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's that like if you buy anything from them that isn't a Steam code... Uh, you actually can trade in the digital value to them, but I like everything I've ever bought on Green Man Gaming has been a Steam code. Um, but you no, know, you like something you just said made me think like, how great would it be if, um, say, you have a, a a game in your library that you have literally never played, or you've played it less than X amount of time? Uh, what if that meant you could just return it for what you paid for it, as long as you do it within you know. I don't know. I feel like if if I haven't played a game for a year, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, how great would that be if there was like a, a return policy where it's just like, you never played it, not once, and you can return it for what you paid for it. That'd be great. Yeah, like um, like half my Steam library. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I, I would totally do that on Steam. This um, game has not been launched. We're we're sorry that or, you bought it. Or Let's even it if you couldn't refund it, if you could gift it to somebody else. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you haven't launched it at all. Yeah, like it, it, just being able to convert it into a, a giftable item would be great. Um, but I mean, it's not like I really, I really wish you could because it's not like 
it's not like they just have like an infinite amount of downloads of a game. You know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. they have licenses that they right. sell. Um, well, you know, that that's why sometimes when games are super popular, uh, they run out of Steam keys. Yeah. Yeah. So it just seems to me like we 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 should be able to trade those things in. But can I can I ask a stupid question? This is not really related, but it's kind of related to downloading games. Um, I know I like before I even ask this, I know that there's a reason that this doesn't work. But like when you download a game and then you have to download a patch, why isn't there a way that they could put the patch in the version that you originally downloaded? You know what I mean? Like, there obviously has to be some reason that they can't do it. But it's just like, it always just blows my mind when I'm like, I just downloaded this, now I have to download a patch. Like, couldn't they have patched the thing that they did? Is, am I, does anybody know about this? When has this idiot? ever happened? I, I don't know if this has ever happened for me on Steam. Are you, are you talking about, like, installing the DirectX and the other stuff like that? or? Um, just, I don't know. I, I tweeted like about PS3? this. I don't know. I tweeted about this once and then like Eddie like tweeted to me and said yeah that happens all the time or something so I feel like I'm not crazy in, in saying no, I mean, this I, I think like it was it a does, PC thing I feel like it, it does was like I downloaded sometimes. something and then immediately like patches started like downloading afterwards and stuff yeah. like that I mean that's basically like if you've installed Windows on a computer you're going to be patching for the next like week so you're asking like why can't the original downloadable file like just be patched yes. why does it have to be a separate download yeah yeah it might have been PS3 might I thought it was PC I can't remember what the situation was um, but yeah, that's just like, you know, I know it happens on PS3 and stuff. Um, but console master race. I, uh, I'm pretty sure that the situation I was doing was PC. Cause I think that's why Eddie was like tweeting back to me saying, no, no, that happens sometimes. Um, so I don't know. Never mind. Forget I brought it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't really know. I imagine, I imagine there's gotta be a reason. <laughs> Yeah, that's because like obviously the designers would have thought of it. Well, no, you know, yeah, I'm, I, it's I'm gotta, not a genius it, for yeah, thinking of this. No, it's got to be a case of they just don't. You know, it's it's easier for whatever storage system they have. They don't update the original download, so yeah. you know, as soon as or you launch it, it cause too many other problems or yeah, yeah. yeah. Who who knows? Like some weird arcane reason. Yeah, like I know. Sense. I just like I like I said. I know there's a reason that they don't do it. It's just one of those things that makes me go, really, come on. <laughs> Well, that, that, I guess that's sort of related to, to digital games, but... Yeah. You know what else is related to digital games? Nick just joined the cast. Yay. That's not related to uh, digital games. Oh, yes. All right, so Nick has just joined the cast. Hey, cast. <laughs> Hi, Nick. We got to the subject of dicks in like 15 seconds. Yeah. So we started off on... So I started off on the right foot, I think. On the right dick. And then you got on the third foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the um, tripod. So, I I don't remember the last time we cast, but I was gonna say, like, what has Microsoft walked back since then? <laughs> Everything except the price. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the connect. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the still, connect is still in the box. I know it's not necessary, but it's still in the box. Yeah. Oh, okay. Still physically there. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna be able to buy like a non-connect. It's actually more there well, in spirit than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> there in spirit. There in spirit. Um. <laughs> Oh, so I was going to say something. Uh, fu- funny story related to, to PCs and digital gaming. Uh, I, I had been uh, playing a bunch of games on, on my PC. I've been playing the shit out of Dark Souls uh, on the PC, which has a reputation for terrible frame rates. And uh, so I was like, eh, it, you know, I would play it and, and it would eventually, like, I'd get an error message that it was down to, like, five frames and it had to quit. 
And I, I figured that was just because it was such a bad port because everybody online bitched about it. Come to find out, like when I started... Turns trying, out. Turns out. Like I started trying to play Saints Row 4 and it was chugging. Uh, even though the system had ran Saints, Saints Row 3 just just fine. So I thought that was suspicious. I took it over to Nick's place. He opens it up and the fan on the CPU had not been running for like two months. Maybe three. Yeah. I don't know how it didn't that. melt. So so I had up. been I had been playing. It was underclocking itself. Yeah. That's what those the new <laughs> i3s and i5s can do. So basically that's why it was getting such shitty performances because instead of overheating it was just underclocking itself to probably like one gigahertz or something to where it was like it just could survive on the heat sink and the case cooling. I think it's really more than anything. It's really uh, uh, shows you how well that case cools. Yes, I, I, I mean it's a testament to the build, man. I feel yeah. like you know, I'm I'm still kind of flabbergasted that it didn't melt. I don't like, know. I still think Nick's build sucks and could <laughs> okay. have been a lot better if he had spent at least double. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, I mean, how how awesome is that? like I was play like I played through all of um, Call of Juarez, and you know it, there were, there were a couple uh, dips in frame rate here and there, but nothing that made it unplayable. Um, and I played a lot of other stuff, uh, and, and Dark Souls was essentially playable. Um, I had modded the shit out of it to to get it to to run with like That's all the. It's pretty funny that but... you played it without <laughs> without you know crazy hitches that you were still able to get that done, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the frame rate in Dark Souls would get down to like ten frames, and I'd be like, "Well," and somehow I managed to survive. It probably helped you with timing animations. Yeah, <laughs> this is real slow. <laughs> but yeah, no. Now, now that we fix, like, and the funny thing is, I took it over to Nick's. He he was like, "Well, we're gonna have to get a new fan." And then, like, right as he's about to sh- shut the case, the fan starts up again, and it's run ever since then. <laughs> Speaking of Dark yeah, Souls, had to like, you just had to like kind of kick it into gear. You just yeah. had to get her going a little bit, you know? <laughs> Speaking of Dark Souls, I beat it. You may all praise me now. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm I don't hear f- any fucking praise, guys. I, I'm, I, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty far into it. Like, I'm actually surprised like, how far I'm, I've been able to get into it because um, when I first tried playing, it, tried playing it on the 360, I couldn't mm-hmm. get past like one of the earliest levels. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things like if you you play it a little bit and then like you quit you come back and like you still retain a lot of like your skills and knowledge you come back and you're instantly better at it that's what happened here with me like i just started i cruised through like the first couple hours and then i hit some walls Mm -hmm. well yeah it's all about memorizing where all the enemies are because like i know that there are situations where like if if uh you uh can't if if you reverse hollowing and you're running around as a human you can get invaded and there are other situations where like random encounters can happen, but for the most part, like ninety percent of the game is pre- like the enemies are predictable. Um, yeah, you just like you just have to get used to beating. There was this knight that took me like the first time I fought him about three or four minutes to beat each one, and then literally like two hours later, I could beat twelve in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I just I knew their patterns. I could like I would start parrying and blocking, and like I just I would. Fucking knock them bitches out. I'm terrible. At par- I am terrible at parrying, man. I got a lot better at it. I use the spider shield uh, a lot. The thing, one thing I want to bring up about this game, it made me feel very nostalgic for the old days uh, when we were kids. Um, some of us, anyway, uh, because like, remember when you like would play a game when you were a kid and you'd get stuck on a boss and you couldn't beat it and like literally you couldn't progress in the game because you couldn't beat that boss, and so you'd like 
maybe be stuck in the balls for a couple of days. Like you know, you uh, you, you try it a couple mad. times. You get you try it a couple times. You get mad. You you go to sleep. Okay, never mind. That actually happened in Dark Souls. I was stuck on one boss for three days, and then like one night I was like, I brushed my teeth after I just took a shower, and I was like, I'm gonna try one time before I go to bed, and that was the time I did it, and it was just it was awesome, and it was like the best feeling ever, and I was just like, man, this feels like I was a little kid again. I can't. I feel like the last time that happened to me was in college, but I can't remember what game. Really? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I remember. Like... I'm sure it happened in college as well, but it's most vivid as a kid. Oh know? yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm yeah. trying to think about. I mean, I've gotten stuck on, on bosses happened. before. Like, I think I got stuck in Gears of War two on. What is it? There's a boss that like attacks you on a boat. Um, mm-hmm. I got stuck on that guy. Like, oh, it must have taken me like thirty or forty times. I got stuck on a boss I, of Lords I, of Shadow. I can see that. Oh, which one, Eddie? I can't remember which one, but I think it was one where it was like I got like a really nasty checkpoint. Uh, it was like one of those things. You know what I mean? Like you was, just it wasn't it. the big big dude, was it? No, no, no. It was um, it was early in the game. It was before I'd figured okay. out a certain mechanic. Um, something about parrying okay. or blocking that I hadn't quite figured out yet, and I got a really nasty checkpoint also. And so it was, I was just stuck. It was like basically like the, it was one of those words like the only way to win is you had to do it perfectly. Mm. Yeah. Right. And it with this boss, time. I was like, I was seriously sitting there like, I don't know if I'll be ever, ever be able to beat this guy. It's the worst <laughs> feeling. Yeah. <laughs> when you're and like, when you beat I him, might be like, done. <laughs> and when I actually beat the game and I beat the final boss, and by the way, the final boss, I don't want to spoil it or whatever, but it's just like a guy with a sword. So it's not some giant beast monster that you have to like find a secret hit. But it's just a guy and he's super fucking hey. fast. And when I beat him, I didn't celebrate. I didn't jump up and down. I literally just dropped the controller and leaned back and went, oh, thank God. <laughs> and that's when you know you played a tough-ass game. Yeah. So, How many hours did you put into it total? Um, I believe it was, oh, God. Um, it was like 45 or 50 maybe. Okay. I'm just over 30 right now. Yeah. Um, so, and, I've, I've and I read- didn't grind too, too much. Man, I really want to play that game. Yeah. But every time I that's hear anything, I know every time I hear anything that's more than like 20 hours these days, I'm like, you know like what, something though? in me reacts. It's <laughs> an exhausting, like, because you have to be totally, you know, focused. Yeah, that it's makes it sound worse. <laughs> really? Like, See, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's easy to build up it being exhausting at the like, start. I feel like I, it's, 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 like, it's like before I go like work out or something where you're like, oh god. Like, yeah, I gotta like work myself into the mode. Like, I feel like I'd have to do that to play Dark Souls. <laughs> I really don't feel like it's exhausting like that. I think it's once you get um, a hang it's, for like how it works. You know, the, hard, the hardest it's step to running is the first one, Eddie. <laughs> I know, Eddie, I feel it, like I'd be stressed out before every single time I booted up the game. Eddie, did you feel that way when you played The Last of Us? Like, you were kind of like on edge the entire yes. time? Yes. That's how it is. Yeah. That's how it is for me. I, I, like, I wouldn't play it. Like, like I would, you know, the, Jen was out of town and had all this time. And so you I would work wait. It up. I like, would wait till like kind of later on to play it because I was like, well, I just, uh, I don't know. And, you know, and, and then once I started, like sometimes I, I didn't want to stop playing Last of Us, not because like the game was amazing, but I mean, like the game was good, but like. I would. I didn't want to stop playing it because I was like, well, I'm, when when am I going to feel like turning it back on? <laughs> I've already got it going. I'm already feeling this stressed. Yeah, yeah. It's. I felt the same way for for both of those games. So it's a similar feeling to me. Speaking yeah. of, we needed to have like a Last of Us spoilers cast at some point. Um, yes. We can't do that tonight because Mitch yeah. is going to leave. No. But speaking of, we need to get to pack. Yeah, we need. Yeah, I was just going to say we should do that so that we can let our tired. Canadian Mitch, what break. happened? You got to go. 
Yeah, I'm after I talk packs, I'm gonna take off. Oh your shirt? Okay. Your your pants. pants. Are you gonna take off? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna take off my pants. Jacket. Well then let's let's get yeah. to talking packs because I'm <laughs> pants and jacket, man. This is gonna become oh, a video yes. cast. Because, because you want you want to imagine him taking his clothes off like you, you haven't been doing. Three ninety nine for each additional minute. Not that you'll need them. Could you speed this up, please? One this minute. is costing me a lot of money. One, one minute. Should, should I put on. the uh, should I put Go the on. love cast theme underneath that? Yes, of course. Yeah, really <laughs> so, Mitch, tell me about that, Pax. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, tell fun. me about it. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm serious. Uh, okay, I'm going to drop the, the sexy voice because I had to get way too close to the mic. But uh, PAX was fun. A lot of fun. Um, cool. I'm going to report, Mitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> <topic. laughs> I basically saw a lot. Well, just ask me something. I don't know what. I don't know where to start. What do you want to Titanfall. Titanfall was rad. Titanfall was basically my game of the show for PAX. Not that I played well, a lot of games. makes Titanfall so cool? Because it's fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> what makes it cool? Because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a game Good journalist reporting. from the early reporting, 2000s. Bitch. Like, why is the game awesome? Because it's awesome. You're like an IGN uh, writer. <laughs> I am like Ooh. an IGN writer. This oh, game are awesome. I love the first cast back, and Eddie is already zinging IGN. <laughs> <clears throat> Remember, guys, yeah, the, the next generation night. doesn't start until, as, Rock, <laughs> as IGN said, until Grand Theft Auto says so. Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to ask <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five if it's okay that I pick up my pre-order on November fifteenth. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. I feel like he also should have said Rockstar says so, not instead of Grand Theft Auto, because it was the only thing that Grand Theft Auto was like. A hey, entity. Grand Theft Auto. I got Watch Dogs cool? and PlayStation Four. I'd really like to play my new system. Is that okay? No, no, no it's no, all right. right. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. I'll all just right. come back later, bro. I'll play some yeah. more GTA Online. Come hey, back later. Hey, hey, hey man. Hey, Mitch. Hey, man. Hey, Mitch. It's been like three years. Is it time now? No? All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, bro. It's all cool. Right, okay. it's cool. We'll keep playing. Just, I guess it's all right, man. Just, all my friends are dead. Who is this character we've made up that that like needs GTA 5's permission to like play? He is the IGN follower. <laughs> IGN writer. <laughs> That guy tweeted back to me too, and he was like, I've, "It's just GTA Five is more impressive than anything I've played in the next gen," and I just ignored him after that. <clears throat> so Mitch, uh, yes, Mitch, Pax. Let's talk a little bit about Titanfall because some of the previews I've seen of the game are really impressive. Describe how a multiplayer match works because it's really interesting sounding. I don't want to hear about it. Yes, thank you for at it. Thank you for asking me a pointed question so I don't just go off my usual tangent of saying. So you don't just awesome. say it was rad. <laughs> yeah, you have to ask me questions. I'm not very descriptive. Mitch, uh, how so, did the giant bomb guy smell? Amazing. Okay, it's thank you. Great. Tell me about Titanfall. So the way multiplayer works in Titanfall is that there are uh, teams of human players. It's got like a cinematic multiplayer mode, so it kind of has a little like narrative bumper on the beginning and the end, uh, just setting up some sort of like story thing. I hear the story is not going to be too important, but anyways, uh, how it works is you have a team of players for at PAX it was six on six, and I imagine in the release it's going to be higher. You have them drop into a map and they pad it out with AI enemies. So even though there's like very few human players, there are like still AI enemies running around that you can shoot, which uh, helps the battles feel more cinematic. And yeah, it the, feels like a bigger scale battle, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Like the map was pretty big, uh, and definitely having those AI guys in there made it feel a lot more active because the entire time I think I only saw like three real people, and it was like a ten minute match. So that definitely helped it uh, feel. A bit bigger than it actually was. Uh, the pilots is what they call the uh, playable characters, and they're really neat to control. They're very agile. You can sort of 
use jetpacks to double jump and run along walls and like scale elevations and things like that. So they gave you a lot of options as an infantryman, which was pretty neat. But um, basically, you have the ability to call down titans. What it is is uh, there's a timer that starts at the beginning of the match, and you can help speed that up by performing well, getting kills, capturing objectives, and things like that. And then once you call down your titan, uh, you just run up to it, press X, it stuffs you in its chest, and then you get to drive around an awesome robot. I am but always then, like, a fan you can you of can the fight robot, robot versus robot, and then yeah, like, you can, little yeah. dude versus robot, dude. And so yeah. then there's like kind of a like, uh, uh, what what is it? What what's the thing? Little the little guy? I don't remember. What? <laughs> You're just as good as I am at describing this Sorry, game. Sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah. Lost so claptrap. David versus Goliath. I was about to say, were you thinking David versus Goliath? Because <laughs> yeah. you're just so saying you like the a David little guy. Thing. Little guy. <laughs> well, see, the funny it's thing like is, like the Titan, the Titans Goliath. are super powerful, and they yeah. have a lot of abilities to control the battlefield. But if you're really good with maneuvering the pilot around, you can jump on roofs and get behind a Titan and take it out pretty easily. What I loved about the video I watched was, um, just like you just mentioned, the maneuverability. Like, there's so many shooters that I play that, like, what like what drives me the craziest about Halo is. Um, I mean, they, they sort of refined it a little bit as the series went on in certain maps, but, like, there would be times playing, like, Halo 3 where you're just running forever to, like, get to the to get to what you're doing, which is why vehicles, like, like, become... very slowly. Yeah, which is why vehicles become, like, really necessary. So I like that there's, like, this emphasis on, like, having a, a fun, awesome way to get around the map and to make the map vertically playable, too. Yeah, because the Titans can't jump and they can't like traverse different elevations, so the verticality is one way that the people who don't have Titans can get a real advantage over people who do. But like at one point, my team had like five Titans to their like one, so we were just like running them over completely. It looked like an episode of the Transformers or something, just like five giant robots like, just running out. around shooting rocket. Yeah, I think they had like head headsets with mics at one point, and someone actually said that he was like nice. roll out transform and roll out so with the ai players that were like the ai it wasn't just like bots it was like supposed it was like like you weren't playing against bots i mean i guess they were ai controlled but it was more like they were supposed to be kind of just like filling in the battlefield kind of thing and was was it like a lot of them or was it was it i saw i saw way more than i saw way more ai than humans like they just were they have these drop ships that fly in every once in a while, and they drop, just drop off like swaths of AI enemies. Oh, that's awesome! So, like at the end, of, and they're super easy to kill, and they don't like present a real challenge to you. Like, okay, that's what, so, that's what my question was. Was it? Yeah. Were they set up to be like bots, or were they kind of like fodder that just made things? They're more kind interesting of fodder. Yeah, and... they're kind of fodder to just fill the air with gunfire. And that's awesome. Yeah. So by the that's end of it, I think I can't remember exactly, but I think at the end of the match, they track that just makes player kills and your epic, AI basically. kills, and like everyone had like. 20, 30, 40 AI kills and like only a few player kills. So it tracks that differently. That's very cool. I want it. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to make a make a pretty big splash when it comes out. I'm I'm interested to see like what sort of progression or upgrade system because we didn't really see a lot of that, but it's by the guys who made Call of Duty. So, you know, there's going to be some of that at some point. What was your second favorite game to see of the show? I don't know. I thought Watch Dogs multiplayer was really impressive. Tell us about that. There was something going on with a, a tablet. Yeah, so... How many people I don't were know, playing? Just two. I don't okay. know if this is, like, the only multiplayer option they have or if they have, like, 
uh, player versus player on the console. But what they were showing off was a multiplayer match where one person was playing on the console. In this case, it was like a dev kit with a PS4 controller attached to it. And the person was using a tablet to open up the Watch Dogs companion app. And the conceit of the multiplayer is that the person in the console tries to complete objectives well. The person on the tablet controls the CTOS, which is the operating system that powers Chicago and Watch Dogs. And as the so they're console controlling player, the city, they're controlling the city. Yeah, they're basically like using the city's resources against the player as the player tries to compete objectives. So what I saw was the guy playing the game was a developer at Ubisoft, and he got it. He stole a car, which enabled the person playing the tablet to record that as a crime and send a police chopper to him to track him. So you could see like a little chopper icon on the tablet, and then she takes the chopper icon and drags it towards the player, and the chopper locks onto the player and follows him around. And then as he hit different intersections, she was able to like tap the screen and pull up a different menu. Like she could in one intersection, she could like turn on the lights or change the lights so the traffic went or like put up bollards so his car would crash into it and stuff like that. That's awesome. Oh. And you said something about how the more so if you had a roommate, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. The 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 more destruction you wreak, the bet the more resources the person on the tablet has access to, right? So it's like yeah. they can and blend the in and hide. Yeah, they can blend in and hide, and then you don't have as many resources to track them down because there's not a reason to. But then once they cause some destruction, then now the person on the tablet has more resources to call in against you. Yeah, exactly. Um, we didn't really see that in practice because the uh, dude playing the console version was just like trying to run over as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, but the person playing the tablet said that he, if he was trying to be like stealthy and stuff, then she would have a harder time locating him with uh, her helicopter. And then uh, you earn you earn cash and XP whether or not you win, uh, which is good because the person controlling the city had like some really overpowered stuff to use against the console guy. Like she could explode steam pipes, and he would basically like fly up into the air and it would destroy his car. <laughs> That's awesome. I think um, there is a uh, a player versus player console thing. I think it's I've read it's sort of like Dark Souls where you invade someone else's game, and then. Um, <clears throat> You will still appear as Aiden, you know, the main character in your game, but to them, you'll just look like some random NPC that's trying to kill you. Um, oh, okay. So there is still still that. Um, I wanted to ask you um, about Infamous. What did you think about that? I Second thought Son. I thought Infamous uh, Second Son looked for the PlayStation Four, the PlayStation Four Entertainment System coming out November fifteenth, twenty thirteen. Mark. <laughs> yep. Yes. Copyright. Uh, yeah, I thought it looked really cool. It wasn't playable, unfortunately, uh, but uh, developer took us through like 10 minutes of mission. And uh, one thing I noticed, I don't know if this is a placeholder for now and it's going to be different, but probably not, is the new hero looks and moves. Not looks, but his movements are exactly like Cole from Infamous 2. Really? Like, even though I haven't played Infamous 2 for three you can still, years? He's got, a, he's got a very specific gait. I can already picture it in my head. Yeah, he's got a specific way of moving and climbing and stuff. So I don't know if that's placeholder or if that's what they're rolling with, but it like it just looked like they took his mocap model and then slapped a new skin mm -hmm. on it. But other than that, it was pretty sweet. Uh, it was basically just a combat demo where um, he was attacking some sort of like paramilitary outpost. I think there's like some sort of government agency that like tracks and arrests conduits or something. Mm -hmm. So it just showcased a bunch of his powers, like firebolts and like a ground pound and the ability to traverse um vents and stuff by turning into flame one thing that they actually showed off was really cool is that there's destructible environments in infamous second sun oh nice mm -hmm. yeah not a lot but like watchtowers and bridges and stuff like that could be destroyed so like there would basically be like three guys on a bridge just putting down fire and he'd just destroy the bridge and it would drop to the ground it was pretty sweet 
One um, thing I want to make sure I ask before we leave, and I want to ask about both consoles, but I'm going to ask specifically about the PS4 first. Um, how's the? Did you get to touch a controller and play with it? I did not get to touch a controller. Okay, well then you're fucking oh, useless damn. to me. What did we waste our money really sending you there good. for? It That's feels like a, too. Yeah, I, I want to get, get your. I want to get hands on it, but like the only game they were showing that was like worth lining up for was Killzone. So I didn't really I feel like waiting. Killzone. Killzone. What? You... <laughs> I know. You know what? I was That's talking to Mitch yeah, about this. I was like, "Why does Sony keep pretending like this is a game?" <laughs> it's, <the only laughs> it's like it's like stop trying to make Killzone happen. Killzone isn't gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. Killzone trying. will never be a thing. The thing um, is, people who don't yeah. like Killzone say this new one looks really good. That's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, so did Assassin's Creed Three. So yeah. Damn. Wow. But, Damn. But, then, but then me and you. But everybody likes Assassin's Creed. <laughs> all the ones before that so yeah assassin's creed 4 does look pretty good <laughs> <laughs> see look, there you, you go back in pull you back yeah in. yeah just when i thought i was out uh yeah i did get a lot of hands on time with the xbox one controller the rise booth actually had an xbox one and connect just like sitting out on top how did, the the, how did that controller feel i hear that one's awesome too yeah it felt really good i hear good uh, things about both controllers it felt really good the the triggers were nice and tactile they felt really good to press because they've you got that like pretty hard like, feedback. Yeah, dude. Was hard. it like touching a woman's breast for the first time? A little bit. All right. All right. I don't even remember what that feels like. <laughs> Probably pretty good. You, just, you squeezed him. Yeah, I did. I squeezed him. Feels like a, a bag of sand. There it is. There it is. That. <laughs> yeah, the I didn't like the like everything felt good except for the analog sticks. We need the love theme under that. But <gasps> what was that? What? Why didn't they feel good? They're like, I think they're concave in the middle, but there's this like big like lip of uh, rubber. Like looking for some convex action. Yeah, that's what yeah. you need. Looking well, like for. it was, <laughs> it was uh, that was pretty good, Nick. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's, like really, it. it's like really dipped in the middle, and there's this like fat rubber lip on the outside, and it just felt kind of weird, like trying to press your finger down into that to get like someone to sprint, for example. So for like actions like those, it felt kind of weird, but just for moving it around, it felt pretty. It felt okay. Hmm. I'm sorry I didn't get to touch a PlayStation 4 controller. That's okay. You should have tried. I, sh- I should have fired from the site, Mitch. All right, finally. <laughs> totally wasted our money. You didn't pay me. <laughs> You've no- Are you guys getting paid for this? <laughs> oh uh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a Canadian thing. We'd have to do like a visa. It's like yeah, it's something currency trans- or Mastercard with the exchange rate. It'd be like you'd be working. You're getting paid the same that you would anyway. We'd have to do a visa, and let's, we only let's, do guys. Let's discovery. pay. Let's pay him in <laughs> jars of moose breath. Moose breath jars. I can He's get got plenty of those. Free. What do you? Yeah. What is Jeff talking about? I don't know. He wants to pay me it. in jars of moose breath. He wants to pay Mitch in moose knuckles. There we go. It's the only now way I take my payment. We do have more of those in America than I think he does in Canada. Probably. <laughs> I think. Hmm, it's like a bag depends of on your definition. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Urban Dictionary says. <laughs> well, Never I, go to okay. Urban Dictionary. Uh, yeah, what else did I see at PAX? I saw Assassin's Creed 4. They just showed off like a bunch of the exploration stuff. Like, I think they want to, like. I think they were, like. You know, pumping up the fact that like doing side missions and side objectives actually mean something in Assassin's Creed 4, mm. as opposed to Assassin's Creed 3, where they were just a distraction and didn't add to anything because the only thing worth upgrading was your ship. But everything you do in Assassin's Creed 4 either contributes to Edward in some way or the Jackdaw. Uh, they showed a bunch of underwater diving and then they showed him like fishing, fishing and like catching a shark, which is pretty sweet. Like everyone in the audience made a Jaws joke at some point. 
first thing I thought of was uh, Far Cry. It's like, can I can I fuck up that shark with a rocket launcher? No. Then then I don't want to play it. <laughs> you can fuck up with spears. Yeah. Since it's when would the there same. be a rocket launcher? You can go. In, you can go, dude. That shit. Anything can happen in Assassin's Creed. That's true. It's like we've hacked the Animus, and now they had rocket launchers. Yeah, exactly. It could be like Saints Row, where they just start like stuff starts appearing. You know what? We'll talk about Saints Row once Mitch is gone. Oh, we he, will. Because he hates. Oh, we will. You bet your sweet ass we will. We will. My dude in Saints Row 4 looks like Cortez. Nice. I thought, didn't you, like, in Saints Row 3, didn't you make Walter White, like, full Heisenberg? Yeah. Yeah. I made, I, you know what? I tried a couple of, the, we'll, we'll talk about it later, never mind. Because I don't want to bother, I want Mitch to talk more about PAX unless he's done. Mitch, did you get to go to the Omega Nance thing? No, I didn't. The Omega Nance thing sounded really awesome this year. For anyone that doesn't know, Omega Nance is like a big kind of like a gaming Olympics competition they do, and they select, you know, they have this big selection process where they select the Omega Nots, like, and then they select these crazy games that they had to play. Sometimes they're really obscure games. Um, and, you know, when it gets down to two people, they do like a big showdown or whatever. And so this year at PAX, there's a really cool thing on Penny Arcade Report. Um, of like behind the scenes photos, they they had the two people play Spy Party against each other on stage. Oh, nice! Oh, that sounds good. Which is a, such a good idea, and and apparently the audience was great. Like they were silent because they did it at a split screen so that everyone could see what was going on on each screen, and all an audience member had to do was say one thing, and it could ruin the whole thing. And everyone was just silent and watching, and like people, you could hear people kind of like gasping a little bit, you know, because there's a video of it. Um, but they were they even told people like don't gasp don't like get excited don't like you know um because you know the the sniper or whatever you can see their laser dragging around you can kind of see the sniper's like instead of like if he's getting into the spy don't freak out but everyone stayed quiet um and they played it and they did first to five wins um and like it just sounds like a very cool setup what they did and they actually had like a set on stage with people wearing tuxedos and like acting out stuff that was happening while they were explaining the rules to people. But yeah, Damn, that's cool. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So I was wondering if you had actually gotten to go to that. Nope. That would that sounds like that would have been fucking cool to go. Did you go to yeah. any panels? Uh, I went to I went to one. What panel? And it was it was the it was the uh, live D and D game that the Penny Arcade guys do every year. Oh, with oh, uh, cool. Patrick Rothfuss or whatever. Patrick Rothfuss, yeah, he actually made a he actually made a pretty good joke about the fact that he hasn't finished his third book yet. Because <laughs> they were like the DM read them out a riddle and they were writing it down, and then he was like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm going to take my time writing this." <laughs> and everyone laughed. <laughs> That's wonk, pretty funny. Wonk. Nick, how yeah. far are you into into Name of the Wind? I don't, I don't. It's I I started reading it. <laughs> I I Nick's reading like four books right now. I start I've what started are the reading, books are you reading. I've started reading four books because I keep starting books and then like I get a new book and then I start it and then I stop reading the other book. So I'm only like a couple chapters in and then I started reading American Gods and then I'm a couple chapters. So I need to stop doing that and just what finish one book. Uh uh Catching Fire, Name of the Wind, Leviathan Wakes and American Gods. Okay. <laughs> the books you can drop need... american gods i'm kidding really uh, i don't i, I don't eddie, like eddie is just like an anti I, neil gaiman. i've yeah. tried i've tried to read two or three neil gaiman books and i just they don't click Re- with me remind me which ones that you've tried to read um the graveyard book graveyard book and what else 
American Gods. There was one other one, and I can't remember what it was. Was it Coraline? Maybe. No. Was it Neverwhere? Stardust? It might have been Neverwhere. Okay, I feel like his best books are Coraline and Neverwhere. Hmm. Um, Hmm. The nice thing about Neverwhere is that there's a really great BBC radio production of it um, that's got... uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as as a character. Uh, and, well, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch the name, name generator, generator is yeah. the best shit on the internet right now. Uh, there's that. <laughs> um, no, but it's like a an all star cast of characters do this like nice four hour production of it. Um, I feel like if you listened to that, you would you would like it. Um, and then Corlin is just great. Um, I feel like if if you don't like any other Neil Gaiman book, you still might like. Um, Coraline. As for uh, well, whatever. I as was for Booby Trap, Bombadil, Scratch and Sniff, <laughs> Burger King, Clavicord, <laughs> Dangle Rat, Curdle Milk, Barbiturate, <laughs> Crimpy Snitch, Bumper Snatch, Call Dispatch, <laughs> Blubber Butt, Moldy Spore, Butter Buttermilk, Coggle Swart. <laughs> the other day I was doing it and I got but- <laughs> Syphilis Candygram. Ooh, what? Sniffleless Candygram, liver okay, liverwort Charizard, <laughs> snorkel didn't Captain Crunch, <laughs> billiard ball Blender Cumberbund. Dick. Hold on, hold on, B- pump the brakes. Blender Dick Battleship, <laughs> Tiddly Womp Campbelltoe, <laughs> Buffalo Chicken Strips, Anal Lube Cuckoo Clock, Booyah's Cover Girl, Muffin Top Animorph. We could just keep doing this. Bumblebee Cumbersome. Wimbledon Chicken Strips. Bukaki Chesterfield. <laughs> oh my god. Honky Tonk Kryptonite. <laughs> Candy oh. Crush Tempora. No, I'm pretty sure my favorite is But a White Boy Can't Be Con. Barbiturate Toodle Snoot. Yeah, I got that one too. But a White Boy Can't Be Con. Buttercup Cunning Snatch. Alright. Alright, we should probably stop. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Bunsen burner splish and splash. Bandersnatch <laughs> 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 Kukatoo. <laughs> Bonaparte Cumbercooch. <laughs> that should be the name of this. That should be the name of this cast. Is is Mitch when when you're titling it? Go to the Benedict Cumberbatch generator, and pick the first one. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. No, you should pick five and then send them all to us, and we'll vote. That's true. We could do that. Blender and Nick and I have Coca-Cola. also decreed what the outro should be. Oh yeah, we already have a song. Even though it's not going to be anything to either of you guys, it's just, just me and Nick. And it's not it's not video game related, but no. whatever. Well, fuck right, well, y'all, what then. whatever. It? It's something. Don't worry about it. Get off my back. Shut up. Whatever. Well, I am the one who has to get it. Whatever. Whatever. I'm the one who knocks. So. <laughs> I am the danger. I thought you were the danger. Tread lightly. Yeah. Okay. So other things that came out from kind of packs, I guess. Um, we'll that's a junior. Oh, well, we have a list. Well, well, it's not PAX related. Never mind. I was gonna say Xbox release date. Yeah, that's actually what I, exactly what I was gonna talk about. I mean, it's yeah. sort of PAX related because it kind of came out in the last couple of days, but um, today. You, you know what? You I, would think that they would maybe try to release it before because they knew, like, they would try to push it, like, push the release, so that or not push the release. They would try to like. Push hard to get the release out earlier. The release is November twenty second. In case anyone doesn't know, right? Which is and when is PS four? Fifteenth. Right. So you would think that they would like try to push really hard to be released before it because they already knew the date, and they could just be like, no, we like we really need to like ramp up production and like get this out the door a week before, 
but they just were like, fuck it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> It seems a little odd that they've already had a lot going against them. And I know they've made, they've, you know, I think reportedly gained some ground with all their backtracking and stuff. But um, with, in addition to the price and, and then coming out a week later, I don't know. I just, I thought they would have tried to go ahead. Maybe they, maybe they, they can't. You know, I don't um, know. If, I don't know if it makes a big difference if you're in the same month. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like coming out first only matters if it's like months or a year. But I think if you're in the same month, you know. Wait, hold on. November. Okay, that's before. Well, real quick, okay, Mitch, so is, still Mitch before... is heading out because he has finished his PAX report. Thank you very oh, okay. much, Mitch. And it was awesome and cool, and it was a bunch of clips cut together. Yay, Mitch. <laughs> Yay, Mitch. There's I agree with everything. That, I agree with everything that is about to be said. <laughs> Excellent. Mm, we'll say some I don't controversial know about that. things. Okay. Mitch is a butthead. Well, unless one of you says The Last of Us is a good game, then in, in that case, I disagree. Damn. Last of Us is a great game. Damn. Okay, well, technically, Anthony wins. <laughs> well done in your battle of wits, sir. Thank you, sir. I you have a great I night. I you sort of enjoyed it, at least. I finished it. Dang. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. We'll bring him in for the spoiler cast. We'll bring, so we we'll bring, my, we'll bring myself in for the spoiler cast. One day so we I can might argue. It. We'll it's weird. I think I have. I'm like I'm with Mitch on certain things and with Anthony on other things. So it's almost like you have the middle of the road opinion, the exact average. Eddie is the border between us. He's the mean or the median, whatever's in the middle. I was bad Listen, at math. I'm going to say it just straight up right now, though. I think the I think the Last of Us has one of the. I'm not going to say best video game endings because that makes it sound like this. It's going to like blow your mind and it's twisty and whatever. I just think it's one of the most well-written. Would you say that the most... ending is like the Citizen Kane of video game endings? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Bioshock Infinite. Think, Actually, it's, it's really most... funny because Joel picks up a snow globe, right? And he's like, Rosebud. And it was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just that it's one of the most earned video game endings. You know, hmm. they don't yes. try to pull a gotcha or anything like that. Like, it's not one of those kinds of video game endings. It's just really well earned and well written. Bye, everybody. Be <laughs> going with you. Bye, Mitch. Have a good night. All right. See you guys. Um, no, but yeah, I think you're right about um, Microsoft. Like, in the same month, it's probably not that big a deal. But I think I, well, I, I just thought they would have. Ask him if he saw a 2DS in person. We'll talk about that next. Go. Uh, I just think that um, I'm just surprised they didn't try to get out ahead of Sony a little bit, you know, just to have some sort of advantage on it. But um, I don't think it'll matter in the end to the people who have already decided they're going to get one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I feel like the price difference is, yeah, I mean, I can sort of see what you're saying. Cause yeah, like because of the price difference that they'd want any kind of perceived, like perceived just anything they can get. Yeah. If it was the yeah. same price, I wouldn't even think different but because that, you know, that hundred dollar difference, you know, you know, people be like, Oh, well this one's out. Oh, this one came out a week ago. You know what I mean? Like, if there are any still on the shelf, I mean, they probably think, won't be. I think the Xbox One is gonna be a is gonna be a good system. I'm probably gonna get one eventually. My thing with it right now is all this backtracking and all this other stuff. Like, I'm I'm not even gonna get into like the because other people are like, well, they're just listening to consumers. Other people are like, oh, it's just them being. I think what it speaks more to anything is that they really don't have like a vision for what mm -hmm. this thing is. Right. That's you know what, what I mean? scares like, me. If yeah. you have a vision for it, you can sell people on this stuff. Like Nintendo, me and Jeff have talked about this. Um, I think I've probably talked with each of you about this yes. at different points. But that, like, what Nintendo did with the Wii is they sold you on the vision of the machine. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't 
like when they first introduced the Wii, they weren't trying to like do anything else but like show you like this is what this system could be eventually. And like Microsoft with the One didn't even do that. Like they told you about all the bad stuff, but without selling you on like, but here's why this stuff exists is because imagine this cool future with like digital games and your family can share and all that. You know what I mean? Like they didn't really lay out what what this machine could be dreaming big. They just yeah, they, they like, made here's it. like we just stuffed all this stuff in a box, and here's yeah. what it is, well, and it's five hundred dollars. You know, they made no case for it, and yeah. then when people jumped up, um, they immediately backed down and said, "Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right." Which, well, uh, but, but I'm, I'm, like I'm, part of part of the thing when they were walking back to the features, they were like, "Well, we were going to do this cool thing, but now we can't," and it's just like lead with the lead with the cool thing. I wanted them to keep it the same yeah. way it was, and not because I wanted to see them do poorly. I just wanted to see if it would work and see like, is this vision going to work? And the fact that they didn't. That, more than anything, scares the hell out of me of wanting to trust Microsoft because they just don't even have the confidence in their own vision. Yeah, it's you like, know? what is this What is this machine to you now? Because like, you know, all it really looks like is a bunch of, it, it just looks like a more expensive Xbox 360 now. Yeah. And that is you know? true. Like, there's something like, I mean, if Apple came out with something and people blasted it and were like, what is this shit? You're doing stuff so wrong. Do you think Apple would backtrack and be like, no, okay, we'll just do what the consumer did. No. no. They would like stick to their guns and they would and that's why they are Apple and Microsoft's Microsoft, you could argue. Yeah, well, but I it's mean, like they when the would, iPod, you know, was right. announced. Or like, like nobody is nobody is gonna buy a a fucking hard drive yeah. in a box with a screen on it for four hundred dollars. Nobody's gonna buy that thing. And it changed the, everything. Like yeah. And I mean, you know, one of the it, yeah, like I mean, say what you want about the Microsoft thing, but it, like at least if they had a, a vision that they stuck to it, even if the vision's wrong, at least you yes, at least give it I, to I, them. You I know, would, I would have respected them more and been like, well, maybe they'll help drive the future in some way with this. But instead, they were just like, yo, never mind. Our vision for the future sucks. You guys are right. It just like it just what really if just makes me go, oh, like for consoles and like they like they had to figure it out on the way and maybe there would have been some bumps in the road. Dude, yeah. fucking Steam sucked at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I don't know if exactly. kids were there. Yeah. Steam was atrocious in the beginning. Like, so bad. Everyone hated it. Like, I remember that. Yeah, it was awful. But, I but yeah, but, but they had, they had I heard a vision about it. for it and they stuck with yeah. it and now it's like, it's... It's, it's the best... Yeah. It's arguably, I think, the best digital delivery platform regardless of medium. anything, like, yeah. re- regardless of medium. Yeah, totally. And, well, you know, just to go on the and hear me out here, I'm not saying, like, what Sony is doing with the Vita now is actually making it slightly more appealing than it was, and I'm not saying it's ever going to be a big thing, but I think if what, they've announced all these games, there's in, they're bringing Borderlands to it, they're bringing all these indie games that people love. Like, in a year, the Vita might be something like, oh, man, I actually might want to buy a Vita. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, like I'm just, really impressed that Borderlands slowly, 2 is coming to the Vita. Like, that's kind of yeah. crazy to me. They're somehow slowly building up, like, all these things for it that you're just going to wake up one day and be like, holy shit, the Vita's got some stuff. I didn't expect that. I just wish that they would drop the stupid handheld stuff and then and support it on your mobile or your tablet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like everyone else has that. So support it there and quit asking me to buy your $150 little machine, you know, your $200 machine. Like, Mm-hmm. Make this available on, you know, make the sling box. Maybe, if not the game, whatever, make the sling yeah, I'll box still stuff buy available. PS4, on your, I'll, just pay, let I'll me... pay $30 for an app that lets me do that. You know what I mean? Like, lets me sling right. it to my, to my iPhone. Right, you know? or iPad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, instead of buying your machine. But now it's available to everybody. 
because like the, the the number of the the threshold for people that will go in on that is much better than who's going to just spring for a Vita. You know, it's only people like us that'll spring for a Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like and even, even then, then, only I, when the time is right. <laughs> yeah, like a Black Friday sale or or something yeah. like that. But it's it it's what I was trying to relate it to Microsoft is it's impressive that Sony isn't giving up because they could and no one would blame them. Yeah. But they're still they're they're still hanging in there and fighting because they have this vision for it, I guess. And I guess maybe maybe just maybe they change the vision. Yeah, maybe they realize that they're I'm not giving up on it. Show me that it's good because I believe that it could like they've convinced me that it could be cool. Yes. I, I want to see it. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. And Microsoft never even got their foot in the door. For that, yeah, they just the immediately one. like, oh, never mind. Yeah, so and, and that's not to like bash the one. Like, like I'll probably get one. There are some games I want to play on it. I would I, love I, to play I, Titanfall. I have this feeling that it'll course correct eventually. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, it just feels rudderless right now, and yeah, yeah. they're going to need. I, I, so I, honestly, I think the thing that will keep it from sinking entirely is if it has worthwhile games on it, and yep. obviously, like part of the thing that's going to keep both of them afloat is that you know both the ps4 and the the xbox one are going to have the same games for the most part and so people are going to buy one whichever one they prefer and keep buying the games um it, it like it's funny the the wii u can't uh benefit from that uh as much and, and we'll probably you know it's already lagging behind but it's kind of funny how I feel like even if a, a game isn't an exclusive, that's still enough to keep some of those systems up, you know, because you're, you'll, you'll keep buying games. Um, you know, it, 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 like exclusives can be system sellers, but having just software available, yes, you know, can, can make it so that it's easier for a system to stick around in, in the, the, the long term. Well, and that's Nintendo's running into that problem right now. Like third parties like are just, are not supporting them again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bethesda yeah. just came out and said that, you know, Nintendo... They didn't, didn't come to them early They didn't enough, come to them right? before and, and yeah. say, like, hey, here's what we're doing. You know, this is what we're going to do. You should get on board with this, you know, so you can make plans for it. And they said Sony and Microsoft did that, and they said Nintendo didn't, and they're just like, well, okay. You know, it's not the old days where you just build it and they will come. You get, you need to give them a reason, like, why you need to make games for our system. Yeah. Man, Nintendo, we are back on form because we're, we're going to bash Nintendo... Again, but I just Ooh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm just I'm not understanding. I guess uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Nintendo just recently announced the nin- the Nintendo 2DS, <laughs> which its big selling point is that it plays games in 2D. Um, <laughs> okay, hold on. Come, come, which one, is, come, pump the brakes for one second. I thought it was an April Fool's thing. Like it just felt like an April Fool's thing when they announced this thing. I my okay. Here's a que- like a legitimate question: Is it the and I, it, it probably can't. It's not. It's probably not. Is it the only console ever released that doesn't have native games? Well, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, kind of. Because I mean, it's not. It's it's just well, like, I mean, it, it's, there are no there are DS games, games. There are 3DS games, and there there will never be a 2DS game. Like, <laughs> we'll just play three. You know what I mean? Like, how weird is that? Like, it's basically like an emulator machine or something. Yeah, like <laughs> you know? just. It just plays a different console's games. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's it's the same console. It's just got a different name with you know. A, it's yeah, just yeah. A but he's just pointing out that there's never going to be a Nintendo 2DS game. Right. No, no, and that's one of the things. Like, are they going to start labeling 3DS games 3DS slash 2DS? No, you know, you know what's going to happen is that developers are going to stop spending time and money to make games support 3D because you know that's good true. because it gives me a headache if I put it on for even 30 seconds. 
Well, so, I, so there you go. I'm, now, I, I, there's I'm a bunch fine of with the 2DS. That's the thing. Well, this, I was about to say, there's a bunch of different arguments about this. Like, One is that this is a smart move for Nintendo because you're releasing a cheaper version of the machine. I mean, it's basically like stripping the Kinect out of the one, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're taking out the feature that people don't want to pay for or don't use, and you're releasing a cheap version of it that doesn't do that. That is commendable. Like, I, like this is a two, like a 2DS used is something I would probably buy. So good move for Nintendo on that part. I think branding is the biggest problem. It's the brand. The branding is the biggest problem. Like 2DS is like Nintendo's big problem with the Wii U is is branding and messaging. Like who is this for? What does it do? And the Nintendo 2DS, I, I just feel like, it, I think it just is going to confuse people. But like like I was talking to uh, my friend at work that's a Nintendo ambassador. She didn't even know about the 2DS because it had been announced like the day before. And I told her about it and she was like, what? She was like, are you kidding? And I was like, no. And I like told her about it and showed her pictures of it. And she was like, what? She's like, Nintendo just, like she was so confused. She was because she's like, I love their brand so much, but their messaging has been so terrible for the last couple of years. Yeah. She, I mean, she, it, was, like, it she was saying she loves the Wii U, but no one understands what it is. You know, like people just people she talks to, they don't know what it don't is. Get it. Yeah, people yeah. don't get it. Like I don't, I don't like, I don't know, man. It's there are the people that do get it don't issues. want it. You know, that's what they say is like, oh well, the people don't understand it, but the people like us who do understand what the Wii U is, we're like, mm, pass. Eh, I don't understand what it is. Don't <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, you understand it's a different console than the Wii. That's what most people don't understand because they most people. That they're talking about. Yeah, most people think it's like a like a thirty-two add-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You understand it's a different console, so that's what I'm talking about. And you still don't want it. But the thing with the uh, the 2DS is like it's it's for kids. You know, it doesn't fold or anything like that. You should just call it the Nintendo Pokemon machine because it comes out the same day as Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. Seriously, if they give it given it a different name, like I feel like they've they've. People understand that Nintendo revs their portables a lot. Like that, that has always happened consistently, much more often than they've ever revved their consoles. And if they had just picked a better name, people wouldn't be like, "Oh, it has one." You know, it has less. If they had just named it like the, you know, the the DS small or you know something like that. Like yeah, yeah. What was the what was the the Game Boy, the small Game Boy, the mini, Micro, Mini Micro. Yeah, whatever, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, no. If they come up with a different name that implied that it's it like it's it's a bargain compared yes. to the other one. Same thing, kind of like how we Guys, talked about. Like if, if for the Wii U they called it the Super Wii, everyone would have understood. Yeah, exactly what it Except is. Except they wanted to do their stupid Wii pun. Yeah, you know, and well, it's been, the same well, thing they do with the 3DS. Like they just attached a three to the front of it, and I think even that was confusing for people. But. I'm kind of I'm kind of over it guys. Like I kind of want Nintendo to be, just release a Nintendo. Like just call it a fucking Nintendo. Every year like whenever like you release Apple a new one there's the a fucking iPad. new yeah. new Nintendo. And like and maybe just bring back the Game Boy name. Like it was a perfectly fine name. Just release new Game Boys. Like and when it's a new one, it's a new one. And when it's a smaller one, it's a smaller that's one. True. I mean, that's like, what Apple does. Yeah, like just and just call it the fucking Xbox. Not like come on, it's just the Xbox and it's just a PlayStation. Like I think, let's just I think that's get what we're gonna it. get. I mean, yeah. I, th- I really think that's where we're gonna get with stuff, and it'll be yeah. people will want to, you know, like they'll want to sell you boxes with subscription services, or maybe you trade in your console to get in the newest model, and it'll 
because everything's moving to subscription services anyway. Right. Nobody, no one wants you to be able to buy <laughs> your product anymore. Oh, well, yeah, the, the, no, the Sony naming, you know, the Sony naming has been pretty like. At least they've been consistent. I'm fine yeah. with the numbering system as long as they just keep it that way. You know, I don't care if we get a PlayStation. 7. Are we gonna get a PlayStation 13 though? Like at that point, I think you just call it PlayStation. I don't know. Like maybe yeah, that's. I don't know if we ever th- get into. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that. That is the thing. Like uh, the. I don't the, mind it. The, I just can't see it the ever name. Doing. The name yeah. of the current iPad is the new iPad. It's not. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. It's an iPad. Yeah. And, and so the iPad five when that comes out, it's just gonna be the fucking iPad. Yeah. Like So there, there's a yeah. There's totally a theory where you know. You just start calling it the the new PlayStation or the new Xbox or something like that, you know. Yeah, people will get it. Like it's okay. Like they'll figure it out. They they they'll they'll be like, well, when did it come out? Well, it came out in like '09. Okay, well that's the old one. There's a new one now. <laughs> yes. Like they'll figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, what what do you think Nintendo could be doing differently? Because it, you know, it seems like the Wii U is already circling I think they the drain. Start to get it. I just don't think they get it. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I mean, like that. So, so we I seem to all agree I think that, that like they're overestimating the power of their, of their, brand. yeah, like their brand, and then their first party titles. I think yeah. they're overestimating the, uh, I guess, the staying power of them because they're popular with kids, and it, it gets them through year to year. But I think that they, that they are still banking on those first party titles, and that they're not doing what they used to do for them. They, so, they don't move systems like they used to. Yeah. So, so one of the arguments I've seen. Uh, Nick, you've you've seen this too, I'm sure. But uh, on Daring Fireball, uh, John Gruber has been talking about. All right, so what should Nintendo do? He's been. Yeah, well, have you read the Syracuse article? You should read that one too. I should have linked it all to you before we talked about. Yeah, I don't know if I read the whole thing. I think I read part of it. But like, so what? What Gruber was saying was um, that they should start releasing iPad games, not not like constantly, but but just to like. And not that they should stop making consoles, no, but no. but that, that they, they should, should just... maybe make like Mario for iOS. Do you know how well that would sell? Oh God, yeah, the millions yeah. they would make. Yeah, yeah. Um, or just like the original Legend of Zelda on like iOS. Well, dude, fucking Link to the Past on iPad. Yeah, yeah I'm there. Give it to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't definitely know why, don't think I they mean, should. I do know why people why they're opposed to stuff like that, but I also don't uh, get it. It's like in my mind, it's just free money and it's not going to stop people from buying yeah. a console they were going to buy it. Well, I mean, part of the argument uh, he pointed out, like, for example, Apple has released iTunes for Windows. I know a lot of Windows users hate iTunes, but it's... Mm. But it's, that's the reason that iPods became iPods, right? Yeah, like, iPods exactly. were big, but iPods didn't blow up until oh, yeah, was Windows they released out. iPods for Windows. Dude, before before like, uh, iTunes for Windows, iPods used Firewire, and you could only yeah. get them. You know, and it's just like, it's shit like that 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 made the big difference. Like I like, used iTunes just to organize my music before I ever got an iPod. Yeah, you know. So, so like there, there 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 are are small uh, concessions you can make to to get a foothold. You know, and and yep. that that whole Halo effect thing. And yeah, and, that Halo effect thing is real, man. That that like, what if you what if you release a new Mario game for iOS and they're like, damn, that is a good goddamn Mario game. What else has Nintendo got going on? Oh, they got this little portable system. Maybe I'll get. Oh, they got it. Oh, they have it. They have like a home system. Maybe I'll try that out. Also, they need to. They need to fucking stop doing this tablet bullshit thing. They need to just release a fucking console that plays games on your TV. Like, 
with a controller. It could be a Wii mode or a whatever. You can I do that. They, I like, think they should have just stuck with the Wii mode controller, honestly. Well, yeah. Why not? I think if you're going to do a new system like that, just do the exact same controller. I, I think so. I think, like, or, if yeah, was... or just, like, adapt it, like, make it a little better. Well, like, it's just like a band. They, I mean, like, it, it's weird. It's just like, it's like they totally abandoned what motion we. Yeah, they totally abandoned here's, it. Here's what I would do if Which I was going to make a new Nintendo console. I would, in the box, I would like, include a Wii mode and a classic controller. And there you go. It's, it, it, make, that was so weird to me. That was the weirdest thing to me that they stepped away from the Wiimote. Because I was like, you guys just made bank with this. And rather than yeah, like refine the, it. The Wii is like, well, well they, what like they did the, is. They, credit they to Microsoft. I mean, or something. As much as Microsoft's married to the Kinect, they've like refined. The new Kinect looks badass. You know what I mean? Like they've refined it. And so I, don't, I was just so shocked that Nintendo didn't try to further refine what they had. Yeah, and, and they, they half-assed it because they're like, yeah. oh, well, you can still use, you know, your your Wii remote with games on the Wii U. You know, it, you, it, it all carries over and stuff like that. They even say the best way to play the new Pikmin game, Pikmin 3, is with the Wii remote and Nunchuck. But then it's just like, well, why don't they just come on the Wii then? You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they half-assed it. They tried to do the best of both worlds. They tried to serve everybody. And what happens is you, you fucking suck because, you know, you need to advance it in some way. It's like, okay, well, here's an even better motion controller, you know? And so they're just like, no, it's the same motion controller, but we also just threw on this, you know, gamepad that the only people that like the gamepad are the people who are like, well, my wife wants to watch TV, so I'm just going to, you know, play this game instead of on my big HD TV, I'm going to play it on this little handheld thing. You know, sorry. Which, which would and, be solved if they released the games for iPad. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know, this, <laughs> yeah, this guy the other day was talking about how innovative the gamepad is and this and that. Mario Kart 8's coming out. You use it as a horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so Sign Nick, me the fuck up. So, Nick, I, I'm skimming through the Syracuse article. There's a great... Uh, so, about the Wii, he says, Nintendo sacrificed hardware power for a novel input method and low price and then paired it with software that explained the value proposition to the world. Yep. That's yes. exactly it. So, totally. so, basically, the thesis of Syracuse's... Exactly of his article is that, you know, kind of like Apple, uh, they Nintendo keep, needs to keep designing hardware and software that go together well. Like another yes. another point he makes is that they've got nothing that highlights the Wii U. Like Wii right. Sports was perfect for what the Wii was. Exactly. Holy shit, Wii Sports like changed it was amazing. Like people yeah. bought it just for Wii Sports. Like, or, or or think about and like then maybe never bought it. Well, was like again. Mario was for the original yeah. Nintendo or, or Super Mario sixty four exactly. for the Nintendo sixty four. Like yeah. Mario sixty four taught people how to make three D games. Exactly. Yep. It's like that's the definition of three D gaming right there, and that controller yeah. was perfect for it. And, and nobody had a, nobody had an analog stick until it was on the N sixty four. Like and now, no one now you can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like they, Nintendo has always been on the forefront. Hey, of nobody had a control like, pad until Nintendo put that in there, and you, yep. they're still appearing today alongside the analog sticks. Yeah, you know, uh, Nintendo is is great at the controllers until the GameCube. You know, um, but I don't know. I like, hate the GameCube controller. Oh, it was I don't fine. Know. It's just you saying a minute ago. It was fine. It's just Jeff. Yeah, what's Jeff? What's up? Oh, you were saying something a minute ago before we did this. Oh no, I. I but you're talking about the value proposition of the. Oh no, I was just like, uh, you know, reading quotes from it. Is but but I think that's like a, a big point. It's like there's no, there's not a single software hardware combination you can point to for the Wii U where it's like this game was designed for this system and could be on no other system. You know. Yeah. Well, they tried to do that with Nintendo Land. It just didn't grab anybody. Yeah. You know. They, they tried to make that game, but, I mean, even the demonstrations, they were basically just, they'd take 10 minutes to teach you how to play what is basically Pac-Man. You know, or Pac-Man Ghost. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Pac-Man Versus, that's the one, sorry. I'm, I'm, 
slowing down here. So, but yeah, the um, shit. What was I gonna say? Sorry. Uh, well, I was uh, just gonna uh, say real quick. Um, it looks like part of what Syracuse is arguing for is that uh, that the the biggest problem is the the limited developer access that that they've made it so hard and so expensive to develop for the console um, that they really need to like focus on. You know, because it seems like the thing that people get the most excited about on the Wii or the Wii U was, was always um, downloading legacy games. Well, that's, that's great, but, but that should be true about new games, too, you know? Like, what, what if uh, Nintendo, rather than just make... Like, okay, let's say they never make games for iOS, but what if they actually understood, like, digital gaming and, and captured the same kind of um, casual market that the App Store does? Like yeah, feel, or like or they, they or they did sort of like a Steam Greenlight kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, where they embrace all these indies making kind of these creative things, or even with their first party titles. I think we've talked about this releasing like episodic or small adventures. Yeah, like golly, if you release like three or four Mario levels and charge five bucks for it, you know how I many people would eat that shit up? You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I know that like PSN and and uh, Xbox have. You know that they're they're pretty well established digital stores, but I still feel like if they don't really cater to a casual market, you know, you yeah. you, you can get casual games on there, but they're not like front and center. Like if you go on to PSN and look at games, the first things you you're, you're going to see are going to be like those big AAA titles. And so what if what if you think of like the way iOS has really captured the like, you know, Angry Birds and everything like that. If if Nintendo made a, a digital store that was focused on that, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, if they streamlined their next console and if they focused on digital distribution, I feel like they could get some of their mojo back. The thing also, is, they like, can't even if I do. Buy, like... Sorry. Go oh no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no, going to say, virtual like, console. So. You know what? If I buy, if I buy, if I buy Super Metroid. Let me have it. Like I want Super Metroid on the every console. Like I bought it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. right. I want it on the Wii, the Wii Four, the Wii Eight, the DS. I want it on everything. Like if you didn't make people rebuy stuff too, that would like I just feel like they don't understand digital. Like they just no, don't, they don't get. They don't because you know what they just released uh, today on the uh, I think it's I think it was today or yesterday on the virtual console for the Wii U. Breath of Fire Two. For this, there was an old, you know, it was a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, SNES game. Yeah, and um, they had released that on the Wii's Virtual Console in 2007. Right. Uh, so they're just releasing the same things. The only new game they've put on the Wii U that wasn't on the Wii was Earthbound because they knew that would get people excited. And they're just releasing sure. the same crap that they did. And I have Breath of Fire on the Wii. I'm on the the Wii's Virtual Console. It's a great game. Love it. But it's like. You're just—they're just re-releasing everything they already released, and it's—it's it's ridiculous. I think they released Ice Climbers like two weeks ago. It's like, come on, guys! Like, why don't you dig deep in that virtual console well and you know find something that you haven't released before? But they're just—you literally have like the greatest back catalog yeah. of anyone. <laughs> yeah, and they just yeah. don't. I mean, I know there's some issues with like you know getting some of the license for some of those things, but dude, do the legwork. It'll make. It'll make money. People will be excited and happy to play it. So, because if I ever get a Wii U and it's like $99 far off into the future, uh, first thing I'm doing is hitting that virtual console and getting Earthbound. <laughs> so, yeah. just, yeah. They're, I don't just know. Get it better. 
As for the, the, there was one thing people, one of the silly criticisms I thought about the, the 2DS was, well, it's not a clamshell, so you're gonna get, the screen's going to get all scratched up and everything like that. A couple of things about that. One, the Game Boy and the original Game Boy Advance were not clamshells. They, they were fine. Second, it's for kids. And have you ever seen a kid's DS? It's got stickers all over it. It's got sticky little hands. It's all scratched up. You can barely, they, they don't even use the stylus. They just use their fingers. Well, or third, I mean, just any iPad. Yeah, iPads aren't <laughs> yeah, clamshells. You know, exactly. I, yeah. iPhones aren't clamshells. Who said, you know, clamshells were a requirement? Yeah, exactly. The only reason yeah. people are, and also if you take care of your stuff, if you're like a grown man who wants to buy this, if you take care of it, you'll be, it'll be fine. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. that clamshells make it easier to break. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've, I've, one of the things people my complain brother, about. My brother, he's had to buy DSs for his his kids because, like, they've broken several. You know, and the one of the things people complain about with the the, the DS or the 3DS or the, the 3DS XL or just the original 3DS. I'm not sure which is that the the hinges are loose on the thing. Um, you know, I guess when you open up the when you open it up from its clamshell uh, thing, like it, the it gets loose or whatever. I've never had that problem, but. I open it up like gently. I sort of like guide it to its you know locked position. I imagine a lot of people are just flipping you don't it snap open. Snap it, snap it open like yeah. Yeah, snap it open like Time yeah. Game. Then yeah, you're gonna mess up your hinges. Take and care then, of like, it. Like there's like a little guitar report. riff that plays right as it flies yeah, like, open. I just I just like to whip it open. I just go like Fwah! and just like fucking. <laughs> Yeah, like the way you do when you had used before iPhones when everybody had a flip phone. You felt cool when you like yeah hello, you know. It's yeah. the same thing. It's like take care of your shit, yeah. and you won't have every, loose hinges. Every time I open it, I do that. Mm-hmm. Morons. <laughs> nice. Well, um, I guess we could keep talking about things, but we should probably actually wrap the cast up. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even oh, talk about Saints Row Four. No, I know. Did we didn't even get to Saints Row Four? But that'll be fine because Mitch will hopefully be able to play some. Eh, let's let's talk about it a little bit. Like okay. Five ten minutes. Just a little just bit. Just give him a little tease. Just the tip. Jeff and Anthony <laughs> have both finished the game. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I have put. I'm like 57 percent into it. With like, let me look. Let me look at my Steam thing. See how many hours played. Um, 15 hours played. 57 percent in. But now it says 15 hours played, but that's not my actual game time because I've had the game open and not been there. I think it's more mm. like 11. But um, but yeah, the game is interesting. I I wanted to ask this during Infamous, um, because. I don't know, it, uh, but I didn't want to get, get us off on a tangent. Nick, this game feels more like Crackdown to me than any other game I've played since Crackdown. So, Jeff told me this. I didn't know this, and Jeff told me this, what was it, like, last weekend, I guess, when yeah. we went to, uh, yeah, we went to Orbs. the... Is Channel Orbs? One, yeah. yeah, Channel 101, and he's like, no, it's like Crackdown, because you jump on roofs and there's orbs, and I was like, pump the brakes. <laughs> Yes. I didn't realize this is what we were dealing with. They're everywhere, Nick. They became a game changer, and now I want to buy the game. No, no. That, like, when Jeff said that to me, that. that's, what, that's what made me do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Jeff said I was like, oh, God. And so, like, I... I uh, yeah, and the, the orbs are everywhere, and it's yeah. so there are, addicting. There are, tw- there are 1,250 of them. Uh, do you want to know how many I have? Let me, let me look and see how many I have. I believe when, it finished, when I finished the game, I had, like... 417 or something. Oh, dang, oh. really? Oh, I've got like yeah. 900 something. I can do better. Oh, I only just, if, if it's on, whatever's on the way. I don't, I, I never went out of my way. I, no, I, I did, pretty much my rule is always whatever I can see. Yeah, no, well, that, I would do that. Whenever I was on my way to a mission, I would stop and, and pick up, um, like, whatever clusters I saw in the, the surrounding area. Yeah, yeah really I never went cool. out of my way. What's really cool about the game is that the side quests give you, like, really awesome rewards, yeah. Nick. 
So it's like you do these side quests and then they reward you with like very cool bonuses like additional powers or dub one step of the things, gun. Yeah, the dubstep gun, which the dubstep gun is so awesome. It's so uh, does it just shoot whoops? Yes, and it like okay. like it makes you can, cars hop and people, you know. Eventually you can upgrade it to where the um the the drops are uh or like I think it says the wubs are explosive. Yeah. Um but now like one of the side quests that you do gives you a collectible finder. Which I thought was genius, and yeah. so like it now it makes collectibles show up on your map. Yeah, all of them too, not the just the little yeah. clusters. Yeah, no, so and, that you and, can see a cluster on your map, and you know you're close to one. I, had, like I was actually like totally uh, driven to to do all the side quests because of how they set them up. It's it's yeah, it's not they're they're not just floating out there. It's that so you you talk to your your homies, <laughs> and they say, hey, uh, can you do these five things for me? And then if you do those five things, you'll get a reward of some kind. It'll be like an outfit or a new weapon or a new power. Plus like, you get money and experience. Yeah, money and experience. And so I feel like by, just by pack, packaging it that way, that was the difference between Saints Row 3 where I barely did the side quests Yeah. to this where I 100%ed the side quests. Yeah, because, well, and then, and then it's giving you a variety of other things to do and you're actually completing a big majority of the ones that are on the map. Yeah. Because you're doing them for other people. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's dynamic too. So if you do stuff on the map but not in an official side quest, then it'll adjust and it won't like make you repeat that or anything like that. You know, it'll it'll give you different ones in the side quests. Yeah, I was so. wondering how they were gonna get superpowers into it and I liked the the version I mean the story is ridiculous, but I like yeah. that they went with a like Nick basically aliens have enslaved the human race and put you in a matrix like simulation. And so now Never. you're. And so now it's like you're trying to break out of the simulation. The best way to do that is to just like like destroy things and like wreak havoc, you know. Yeah, and to try to disrupt the simulation. Yeah, and so and, uh, so you start getting superpowers and stuff. And getting around the city is so fun. My only complaint about it is that it makes driving like completely pointless. I, and it I makes don't think. The, see, that's the thing. I, I I understand driving was fun in Saints Row Three, but I don't see that as a downside because it's so much fun to to. Run. It is. It makes the it makes the driving side quests like insufferable. Yeah. In no, the mind. driving side quests are kind of tedious compared. Because it's like really, I, think it's is, still, I tried to like tele, like try to use my telekinesis and see if I could run with the vehicle <laughs> to the point because that was so much faster and more fun to see if I could hold it in my mind and like run right. all the way to the other side, but it wouldn't let me do that. Yeah. And see the it works though because they repeated the city layout, um, so you don't. If you played Saints Row Three, you don't want to drive around this city anymore. You just want yeah. to get through it as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it works really well because of that. It was originally intended to be an expansion, right? Yeah. Uh, originally, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense that it takes place the exact same map. But yeah, Nick, like you, you run faster than cars, and you hold it like you can hold the jump button while you're running, and then when you let go of it, like your guy will do a supercharged jump, and you can hold it while you're in the air. So you're bounding through the air, kind of like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. You know, and but, it's really fun no, to do yeah, when you're so listening you, to Song Two by Blur, and he gets the woohoo part, and the guitar is clashing, and then you jump in the air, and you feel so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah no, you, it's, you it can like, get so high, and then you can run vertically up buildings and yeah. jump off of them, running and up skyscrapers. Like, it yeah. took like thirty but seconds. Yeah, yeah, one I would, time. I, I like, would do that. In any time I had to go somewhere, I would run as fast as I could up to a building, run up the side of the building all the way to the top, Deep jump off. off, glide across the entire city. Land on a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. Oh, yeah. And then you could time it to where you can land in a cluster and be holding A and immediately chain jump somewhere else, like really far away. I was like, did a drop kick too at one point in the game. Well, oh. and the best is um, like Nick, you get uh, blast power. Like you get different powers, and one of them is like a blast, so you can do ice or fire or whatever. Yeah. Um, eventually, you can upgrade it to the point where anyone that dies from the fire explodes. 
So, okay. so the best is dropping in on a flashpoint, which is like an enemy-controlled territory. You drop in on it, and there's like 10 dudes in there, and you just throw the fire at them, and then they just all start exploding as you're shooting them. And you can clear oh. it out in like two seconds all of a sudden, and you just come leaping in from the sky. Yeah, so you could, you, could, amazing. you could leap in from the sky, uh, shoot them all with, with a blast, and then do a stomp and make them all fly mm-hmm. off in the air. And, and Mass it's, Effect style and hold them there. It, so basically, and, like you just like you swoop in and then you like feel super cool. Yeah, and it was, it was uh, a lot of fun. There's a there's a, a move you get later in the game, Eddie. I don't know if you've gotten it, where you jump up in the air and you hold down L1 and your guy starts hovering, and then a reticle appears aiming at the ground, and then you hit R1. You know, you aim it, then you hit R1, and then you basically do like a jump kick, like you're in a like a fighting game, and you. The higher up you go, the bigger the shockwave when you land. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it does cool. massive damage. You I mean, can, I'm talking like city blocks. You can actually upgrade it so, so that it's like a nuclear explosion. Yes. Oh, that's and awesome. it is so much fun. Because go to the top of the highest skyscraper, jump up really, really high, and then do it. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, you'll I have some I can't imagine fun. being more powerful because I feel like I just overpower everything now. Well, so the, like, the, gr- so the great thing is right now. the way they, they, they balance that is that a lot of times when you're doing story missions – it takes away your powers or the game's mechanics are changed. Yeah, yeah like, especially when you do like loyalty missions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they take place inside of separate simulations. Yeah, yeah. and so you'll hacked. be limited and it actually like it's a good balance. It's like you, you can do crazy stuff in the general world and some of the story missions involve powers. But I mean, there's like a there's a side mission where it's like a parody of Metal Gear Solid. And oh, is there? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What? Too, that's like Streets of Rage. Yeah. What is the Nightblade one cracked me up. The Nightblade one was that really one was good. very funny because yeah, Nick. How like, much what? is this game? And um, <laughs> it's just, 50 just, on just Steam. so Nick can know, there's there's you know they have different voice actors that you can choose. There's um the guy who did Booker DeWitt for Bioshock, which you still need to play. Um, there's the British guy from the last game. Um, there's like a, a generic nut- thug. Yeah, there's some generic thug. Nolan North as Nolan North. Yeah, like it's just um, the Nolan North voice option. Um, this yeah. girl named Laura Bailey, she's female voice number one. She's my favorite because she's real sarcastic and yeah. She, I usually pick. I usually pick her. I pick. She Nolan is North. awesome. Nolan then North. He actually makes um, fun of himself several times as the main character. Oh really? That's yeah. Awesome. Nolan North is great. My favorite was um, my character, um, who's like this like long black haired woman with like she's got a bombshell kind of look and she's got Laura Bailey's voice, and when you you can like it makes fun of romance options and stuff. So when you go up to Kenzie and you choose, you choose, choose romance Kenzie, she's like, hey, Kenzie, want to fuck? And that's, that's the romance option. <laughs> nice. I've done it like eight times. It never gets old. Yeah. No, it's, it's totally like, yeah, it, it parodies Keith like David Mass is Keith David as the vice president and, of the United yeah. States. Yeah. I love that Keith David is the vice president. And they always call, pretty much refer to him as vice president Keith David, yeah. Yeah. like his full name, which cracks me up. Yeah, it's it's really. Why is the game so clever? I don't. It's understand. It, but yeah, it's full of like pop culture references and parodies, and it's it's so funny that it started out as like you know, I never played Saints Row one, and I barely played Saints Row. They make 2. you do a mission from like Saints Row one, sort of as one of the side quests for Ben King, and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is what the. I mean, because I only played two, but two was two is is where it started getting more ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. still I could see the shades of one in it, you know. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh! It this actually is how the does game that started. a decent amount. Like it calls back to earlier stuff in the series the a lot. It feels like a final game in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, it does. Franchise, and where it, does it goes the at the at the end, I'm not going to spoil it, but they could literally do anything they want with where it goes at the end. That's so. cool. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, I I I really like it. It's yeah. super I, super I, fun. Yeah, I bought the and I bought the season pass. Like I think uh, I'm going uh, to buy the season pass. It's only ten. I'm probably man. not because I didn't like any of the DLC they released for the last game. So I, I don't. I, well, so uh, the, I don't know if it'll be the, any good. I kind of feel like one of the DLC for the last game basically was like the the precursor to this. The one where there's one where like a a kid is like a scientist and he he gives you superpowers. And it's the same kind of thing where it's like dashing and, and running. I don't know. I, I like the, the DLC for Saints Row 3. All right. They just announced new DLC actually for the dubstep gum for two ninety nine. You The dubstep gum will now play classical music, uh-huh. uh, Mozart, polka, or heavy metal. So yeah. that's pretty fun. That's pretty funny. But yeah, it's, it's a great game. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. It takes a, It's slow starting. It does. It does. It does it start a off a little slow. Kind of like, oh, maybe I should stuff. start regretting it. Like, did I should I have bought this? And then yeah, you're like, oh yeah. no, it's really good. Yeah, it takes a while, and then you start getting your running powers and yeah. your jumping. And they still have great moments in music where, like, I don't want to spoil it, but like, just the perfect soundtrack. Yeah, the play game while uses you're doing music stuff. really well, and you're just you'll just start laughing at their their song selections. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything a standout. As, as, like, as like the power, power yeah. from the skydiving sky in Saints Row 3. I think the thing at the, with the missile at the beginning was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that was know. pretty good. So um, the, the funny thing is I've actually played it more than I played Saints Row 3. I played Saints Row 3 for like 19 hours. And I pl- I've played Saints Row 4 for like 26. <laughs> oh. See, I was done with this in about, I think, 15 or 16 hours. Or maybe it's more like 23, 23, 24. Well, I mean, I did all of the side quests, and I've I found more than eleven hundred of the clusters yeah. out of twelve. I started to do the side quests, and then I was like, eh, I'm kind of enjoying the other. I want really want to get all the story missions because that's where all the you know the humor and fun. Well, was you did all the loyalty missions too, right? Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I feel like as lo- like if you don't it. if you don't yeah. want to do the side quests, at least do the loyalty missions. Yeah, like, no, that's they give you the coolest and, stuff. Yeah, and it, you get you get the good ending, and you need the good ending. Yeah. If you don't do the loyalty missions, you, the game is basically a parody of the Matrix and Mass Effect of all things. Yeah, <laughs> like those two things specifically. It's really weird, but it works out really well. Well, I'm gonna buy it, so just get off my back. It's good, and it I still mean, has I great. Mean, it's the most crackdown game I've played since. It crackdown. still has great wrestling references because Rob Van Dam is a voice in it, and so is Roddy got, Piper. Yeah, I got the Roddy Piper suit. Yes. Oh, Roddy Piper. That's great. oh, it, yeah, gets, it, was, it gets better later on though. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it's super fun. And it was funny because when I was playing it, uh, Talia, walk, Talia woke up from her Uh-oh. and Jen brought her in. And Talia walked up to my computer and goes, wow. When I was like running around and jumping. And she didn't know what was going on. It was just colors she was excited about. Mm-hmm. But she just kept pointing and she was like, wow. And I was showing Jen the game because Jen hasn't, hadn't seen it before. But she had seen me play Saints Row 3 because that one was on console. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm playing a lot of games on PC, so she doesn't quite see them as much. PC uh-huh. Master Race. Yeah, but so she was seeing it, and she was like, "This game is very silly." And I was explaining it to her, and she was like, "Talia, Daddy's living out a power fantasy." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but I was thinking about it after. I was like, "How has it taken me this long to play a game that is this fun, superhero-wise?" You know what I mean? Like, um, like I've never no played Infamous, but my impression of Infamous is is that it's, while it's really fun, and I still want to play it. It's not the same as this where you, you just do everything. Like, this Nick, is insane. Like, yeah, like, the, Nick, you get, you get, you're, you can upgrade your sprinting to the point where you create a tornado behind you. Everything you run past blows away. Which is my so, favorite. Like, I love it. It's hilarious. It. Like, you that, go running past street signs and cars and everything goes it, flying. It'll just go sping, sping, sping. 
Yeah. And like cars like, will you, pick you up just a slide. Just kick up a you. warrant everywhere you run because you're like destroying everything you run past. It's it's great. Like how did oh. it take this long for yeah. like powers to be this powerful? Yeah, yeah. Like that I can just jump everywhere. Well, to make like, a game where you can have and... crazy powers and it not break the game. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the thing. Right. It, yeah. it, well, that's like... the thing. They broke their own game. Yeah. <laughs> they took <laughs> Saints Row okay 3 and they it. broke it and it's, it's it worked out really well. Yeah. It's so, almost like they're saying to the modders, okay, what do you got now? <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the thing. They, like, they also, before it even came out, they said, Saints Row 4 is going to be really easy to mod. We're going mm. to make it like, they're, they're going to, I don't think they've released it yet, but they're going to release a modding kit and, and like full documentation so that anybody that wants to mod it will be able to go that's crazy. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's another thing to look forward to is that like once the mod stuff starts coming out, we'll be able to... You know, completely play around with that. I'm, I'm, looking I'm sure people will release whole like superhero, kind of like how people are done with Iron Man for GTA 4 and stuff. Oh, right. there will definitely be some Iron Man stuff. Yeah. So my only my only wish that I'm not sure why they didn't do it is that you don't have like a better flying ability. Like I like gliding, but it's so slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather run or just leap. Yeah, I did read an interview. They said flying. They, there was a reason they didn't want you to fly. Let me see if I can find it. Hmm. That's my only thing that I wish I had. I mean, you can sort of dash while you're gliding, but... Yeah, but... But, I mean, it really has made the vehicles, like, a moot point. Like, I got the awesome jet, but I haven't even flown it, because I was like, well, I can kind of glide everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I barely is. spent any time in, in vehicles. I basically only got in a car to do a side mission. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, though. I, and I'm... Basically, I already want the DLC to come out. You know, it's it's so funny. Like I, I think I would have kept playing it until I ran out of content. Like it, it, I was not getting tired of it when I was finished with it. Yeah, see, that's the thing is, I hit a weird point where I was felt like I was getting tired of it, but then all of a sudden it just tipped the other way, and it was just like, oh man, this is awesome. And I just kept playing the side quest. And then usually I don't hundred percent games, but I was like, you know what, I might go for this one just because like it's on PC. I don't, I'm not in a rush to trade it in or anything. So right. it's like I'm just gonna keep playing it. You know, and I'm I'm really considering buying the DLC now. I'm really impressed with the game. Like they, considering it was it kind of changed hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, wasn't it wasn't it mostly done before the yeah, whole T- yeah. THQ thing fell apart? So yeah, they just changed publishers. Really, yeah. yeah. They brought over most of the Volition team. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. Yep. But that was a good cast, gentlemen. Good time back. Yeah. Yeah, cast. Like so, we, just like ride a bike. Yep. Mm-hmm. You just gotta hop back on. Yep. Like a dog. Um, so that was episode seventy three. Um, you should rate and review the cast on iTunes. You should follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gamersushi, but you probably already do. Uh on twitter.com slash Eddie. Tell your friends to. Mm-hmm. I'm twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Um tw- twitter.com slash unsquare. Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. And Mitch is Twitter.com slash MI7CH buttface man. Hmm. I don't think it's quite all that, but yeah. No, it's close. Okay. It's in that realm. Jerk yeah. who lives in Canada.com. But yeah. So bye and thanks for stopping by. Oh, God. Stay classy.
<laughs> okay. Special additional podcast. Nick, one versus 100. Hypothetical. If it was announced for Xbox One, instant buy. Yes or no? Maybe. <laughs> no, you can't push. No push. You can't push. Connect enabled voice commands to answer questions. Yeah, I. you know what? I might actually buy it. Like, for real. Or yeah, like if you I could might. raise your hand the fastest, you get to answer oh, the question God. first. Because remember oh, there was that God. element of like being able to, you know. And it'll know how many people are in the room, right? So you could play yeah, yeah. against the people in the room. And with also, like whoever raised their hand first or whoever said it you know first, what? it would yeah, recognize think, your voice you know what? first. I think I'd. I think I'd buy it. I, I think feel I'd like, okay, it. so to do one versus 100, okay, I, I would be, that would be a system, that would be a possible system seller for me. System it would be seller. For me. But, but, but I think to do it, you'd have to be like, okay, you're buying the Xbox One and you're buying a subscription to one versus 100 for X amount of time. I would buy a subscription. I wonder how much I would pay for a month. Because that's the thing. I feel like I wouldn't want to buy that. So they were trying to make it free, but what if right. it was just like $5 a month? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to watch sprint ads every five seconds. Or how much or, we or played can't... that when it was on? Yeah, we played it I so much. I played almost every night. No, I would. I would but but think of it like what if there was like a, a season pass for yeah. that kind of game? Yes. You know? Yes. Like the season's maybe 15 bucks or something right, like that. Right. Like what if you could. Pay that. That, that's the thing because that would be a system seller for me if I was guaranteed that it would be around for a certain amount of time. Because that was yes. the thing. They canceled it and it made me sad. Well, I knew people that wanted to buy an Xbox just for one versus one hundred. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like Matt Archer, my roommate, yeah. is gonna buy an Xbox for one versus one hundred, and then they canceled it, and then he never bought one. Yeah, one versus like, one hundred was so good. It was so good, and if I bought it, like in what you were saying, like if it could be kind of a group thing where like people would, dude, like people would just come over, like people already come over to watch Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or whatever. We could just like play. Do a one see, do an episode of one before, versus one hundred before the episode starts or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God, and what if they did it around TV things like you know, like TV events? Like you oh could God. like before like a Mad Men finale, you could have like a Mad Men one versus one hundred. Yes, holy shit, that would be brilliant. That would be so fucking good, right? Oh man, oh I would buy it. Ago. I would one buy versus one hundred was like five years ago, wasn't it, or four? Oh, it was a long time ago, but, but I still think about it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, like, that was one of the first that? things I wrote about on Gamer Sushi. So it was yeah, it was like two thousand eight. Yeah, no. Jesus, yeah. that'd be so cool. Yeah, like before the Breaking Bad finale, doing like a big Breaking Bad one versus one hundred. Uh, fun would that be? And everyone comes over. Like, shit. Like, how many people would tune in? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, would. Man, I wish they would bring back one versus one hundred. Like, surely you could come up with a way to do a subscription model for it that people would pay for because people loved it. People loved it, man. There, there was, there I was played the remember, same episode. They were like break records, right? They yeah. were like yeah. thousands and thousands of concurrence, like the, the only, tens of thousands. The only downside was that anybody who ever the one was always a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like oh. we not like I'm sure it's impossible to get up there, but like for whatever reason they'd get somebody up there and then they'd like flame out after two questions. Like they'd have to redesign it so that there was some way of actually getting like. People good people. Who, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I always wanted to be the one. Yeah. I, we were never even the 100. Yeah. No. Yeah. Who kn- Like, you had to basically be playing it all day, all the time, all to, to get day, up yeah. that high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have to be one of those people that put 500 hours into of Call of Duty. It, oh, but it was so fun. 
I would play the same episodes again. Yeah. Because they would do slightly different questions and stuff. Right. But I would do the same. You know, I was like, oh, it's the same topic. I'll do it again. It's fine. And I remember, oh, God, we would just do parties of people and, like, whoever was on and we'd just play one versus 100. And it was free. Yeah. Yeah. But we would play. It felt but like the be future. Like, that, felt, that felt, like, so next gen to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is why we have Xbox Live. Yep. Yeah. It justified, and, and, X- it justified for me the Yeah, the cost monthly. of Xbox Live. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then... Then, then no. Yeah, I hope I hope they take another stab at social games of some kind. You know, like I, I feel like that kind of of you know with the connect functionality, right? Is, yeah, especially. I mean, I feel like there's there's a, a a market they're they're completely missing there that, you know, it's definitely like it, it's kind of the same area that the Nintendo wants, but but I feel like you could only pull off with the infrastructure and, and technology of like an Xbox. Yeah, um, or may, maybe on the PlayStation, but I even feel like this would be a system seller for a Connect. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I really like my idea <laughs> of four people sitting on a couch and raising their because, hands, or either raising your hand, or if it has a voice recognition. You like know what I mean? Shouting. Like, yeah, everyone could shout, and whoever shouts it first, you know, gets it. it that would be pretty awesome. All right. This has been a special mini episode of the Gamer Sushi podcast. Let's just send that to yeah. Mitch too. We just do it at that. We just put.